and welcome back to So Jaded. I am your host, Jade Rodriguez, and today is all about Grey's Anatomy. So we have my friend Connie back on the show today. And just to let y'all know, there is a major spoiler alert for this episode. Honestly, Grey's has been on TV for so long, but I apologize if this is where you're being spoiled Definitely not my fault. You've had 15 seasons to catch up, but get ready to hear one long rant from two crazy people who love this show. Enjoy. Hi. Um, so we're going to talk about Grey's Anatomy today, and I'm going to be 100% real. I did not prepare any questions or any discussion points because I know like that you probably have a bunch of things that you want to talk about. So I figured we would like go with the flow and just like say what needs to be said. (laughs) Um, but I mean, let's... I mean, obviously, this is Connie again. Um, You helped me out on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel episode. Um, Do you want to talk about, like, your journey with Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, I I do. Uh, Okay, so I'm Connie. Um, Okay, so my Grey's journey is that I, like, used to have one of those, like, the TVs that was, like, really big. So I'm going to give way too much detail. Um, like remember when TVs weren't flat, crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like flipping through channels and I saw a trailer or a preview for the season six finale of Grey's Anatomy. And we were, I was like in the sixth grade, I think. And I was like, this looks really interesting. And for the audience who doesn't know the season six finale is a crazy episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like that night I like came home. I think I like went to dance, came home, and then like turned the TV on and like watched the shooter episode of Grey's Anatomy. I was like, "This is great." Um, and then in between like season six and season seven coming out, I had rewatched the whole like six seasons of the show twice through. And guys, this is before Netflix existed. I like <laughs> went on MegaShare and like had downloaded the episodes and like was like watching them illegally on like random websites. Um, yeah. And then. Yeah, and then I've watched it ever since. I had a bit of, like, not a falling out, but I didn't watch it as, like, intensely for, like, a few seasons. There was uh, kind of a, a part. What seasons do we always talk about that, like? <laughs> it's, like, season. Okay, it's, like, when Derek dies. Mm-hmm. We should. There should be a spoiler warning on this episode. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen Grey's Anatomy, like, but I don't know. I don't. <laughs> It's not like I tell people like, yeah, season 15 is the time to start watching. Like, I don't really recommend actively Um, recommend the show. Like, I would say season 13, 14 and 12 are the really rough seasons. Yeah, I think that um, I think that like 15 did well. And then 16, I I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I usually really solid season. No, definitely. Like, it, it's definitely good. Like, we have characters that we love. But I just mean, like, the only time I tell people, like, oh, you should, like, watch is if they stopped watching. And yeah. then I'm like, no, I promise. Like, it gets better. Like, it, it's really good. But any show that lasts that long is going to have, like, growing pains when yeah. characters start to leave. 
after Derek died and then they had Meredith be like, I don't want sex. My job is fulfilling. That mm-hmm. was like a weird path that they went down. Yeah. And that's when the show got weird. Yeah, no, definitely. And then now it's like good again. I mean, we love Joe, obviously. Like, I love Joe. Love so Joe. Great. She keeps oh, me going. Yeah. Sorry. I was making a list of like strong female characters that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so There's many it's like crazy and then yeah. i like forgot about the new ones and then i put down mm-hmm. people i don't like too because i guess we should talk about them <laughs> okay so where would you want to start i guess okay so i think that like some like ideas i really have the reins right now some topics that i feel like we could easily talk about it's like obviously like women in the workplace like women mm-hmm. the worker um i think we should also definitely talk about like sisterhood within the show yeah maybe those are like good jumping off places yeah i've also managed to mention i think in every episode so far female friendship which gray's yeah, anatomy wait. is like okay so one wait, of the top <laughs> yeah they're really really good at portraying that when i tell people to watch it if like i'm gonna give them an end point because they're like i don't want to watch all of the seasons i say watch mm-hmm. until the end of season 10 because the main relationship of Grey's Anatomy from day one is Christina and Meredith's friendship. Yes. And, and obviously Sandra leaves at the end of season 10. Um, I want, it's like such an influential friendship that people don't even realize. I was telling someone, I was like, I think that when you, the reason why you see my person so like, uh, it's like everywhere, like on mugs, yes. on Netflix, I'm like, that is popular because of Grey's Anatomy. And mm-hmm. someone's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And like, you do not get it. Like, I, it became popular because people were putting it on stuff after mm-hmm. Christina and Meredith coined the term. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never heard anyone. De- I don't know why anyone would deny that. Give me another reference point, like another place where that has been like a thing before like, Grey's so, Anatomy. Like, people are like, that's a thing that anyone says. And I said, no, no, it's just the thing no. that is so normalized to say because of Grey's Anatomy. They're the best. Christina is the best. One of the best characters. It's actually really upset. Also, for talking about women in the workplace, they come in as such, especially Christina, no offense to Meredith, but they come in as such strong, like, workers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, also, like, Christina, like, is, like, constantly getting pressure to have a kid. And she's like, no. Like, she really um, knows what she wants. She's, like, not afraid to get it. And I think that she's, like, the epitome of, like, working woman, like, doesn't want to have, like, the norms that everyone would put on to woman normally in society mm-hmm. she is she definitely is and we see her struggle with that a lot but then also it's not like she refuses to let people in because you see how she lets meredith in and like how close she gets with like karev and like some of the other people like doesn't mean that she we don't see her being like emotional and sensitive and like in a loving relationship, which she is in a loving relationship with Meredith. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this, I think Grey's Anatomy does a great job as well. People give it a lot of flack. They're like, "That's not a good TV show." I'm like, "Whatever." But I think it does a great job of having like intersectional characters. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that like Christina is this like really working woman, but she's also like a Korean and. She, she even like people in the show like make racist comments to her and she's like what the fuck like when um izzy's like can you talk to her so, like the woman who's like speaking chinese and then mm-hmm. i think she says i'm korean and i grew up in like michigan she says something like that something that's like, so yeah. wrong. like people 
people making assumptions like that in in general yeah but then you also in like the first season talking about intersectionality you also had like you had the chief who um was black and you had bailey who was like in charge of all the interns and you also had burke like obviously like they're the main character is is meredith and she's a white woman yeah but i feel like they did a good job of like representation i even think that they still do a good job representation like now compared to other shows like obviously they could do better like obviously like they have had a lot of queer characters for a really long time and then there was like a non-binary um patient in like recent episodes or maybe like a season ago and Mm -hmm. like the point of the person's like ailment had nothing to do with the fact that they were non-binary yeah they just were and then like the other like doctors had to explain to like the chief um like to richard why they them pronouns make sense and it's just like i remember that do this and like the people who are watching the show don't know jack shit obviously they could do better because remember there's like that episode where like Rachel Brosnan plays like a trans kid and you're just like (laughs) yeah stuff like early on they definitely didn't get perfect I mean Shonda Rhimes is an incredibly talented writer the universes and like the worlds that she creates have I would love to know how many viewers Shonda Rhimes has just brought to ABC alone because when you think about all of the different shows that she's created for them like that woman runs ABC basically at this point like ABC is Shondaland it is Shondaland and um the fact that Grey's Anatomy was kind of like her first you know like baby in that way and like big project and that it's still going on says so much about her and how good she is at her job and just creating those worlds Thank goodness it's Thursdays. Like what? it was like all there used to, obviously used to be like thank goodness it's Thursday and then it was like all Shonda's TV shows. And yeah, like, they um, really marketed off of her. Like, and then how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. They really, really did um, profit off of her really well. But obviously, being like a black woman who's been in the industry for so long, she's had a lot of insight that she's able to bring over yeah. the years. Like whenever controversial things happens, happens, like she'll always be a, a voice for ABC and like a person who will like speak up about things, especially in the past. Um, there would be a lot of con they have a lot of actors on the show like all the time and you remember like a lot of controversial things that have happened behind the scenes and like Shonda um, she'll be actively involved in yeah like when people get fired and like when people will um clarify that one of the main actors and got got booted off in season three because he like used a homophobic slur at one of the other actors and then he was Mm -hmm. gone yeah she's a very she's a woman who takes a lot of responsibility for like the um environments that she's creating and it just says a lot about her definitely um so thank you shonda rhymes (laughs) okay wait so like apparently the like behind the scenes like Ellen Pompeo, Meredith Grey, was, like, really unhappy about, like, how people were, like, acting and it didn't feel like a safe space to, like, come to work today for, like, 10 seasons. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was, like, Patrick Dempsey. Um, and, like, apparently it was, like, not a, like, fun place to bring your kids and just, like, even though there were a lot of women on the show, like, didn't feel like it was, like, a woman-run set. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, Ellen Pompeo, who is a boss-ass bitch who, like, fucking owns Grey's Anatomy, um, I apparently like she was like Shauna like this needs to be changed like I want to be an executive producer we need to like do something to like fix like set so then like Patrick Dempsey obviously like left 
And then Debbie Allen, who is Catherine Avery, mm-hmm. she was brought on the show. She's like one of the main producers now and like uh-huh. directs a bunch of episodes. And she was like brought onto the show specifically to like revitalize the behind the scenes of the show. Um, and she, obviously like Catherine Avery's a really dynamic like female character. Mm-hmm. Even though I dislike her a lot. <laughs> um, mm. But she, like, so now Debbie Allen, like, helps, like, run the set. And basically, like, apparently it's, like, amazing set to, like, work on now. They have, like, daycares on set. Like, it's all, like, there's, a, like, a lot of women behind the scenes now. And I just, like, think that's really interesting that, like, I'm, like, damn, Debbie Allen. Like, I don't know if you, like, look at any of the stars great at Grey's Anatomy's, like, Instagrams. But, like, it looks like it's such a fun place to work now since, like, they, like, essentially, like, went through a whole entire, like, revolution. Oh, revolution, yeah. Like, revitalized how their set worked. Like, 10 All of those, ago. all of those, like, fun behind-the-scenes videos, like, you will never see him, like, he who shall not be oh. named, Derek, on any of those videos because, like, all of that fun and, like, all of that like you could see the chemistry of the actors behind the set really didn't start until he left you can see it with like joe and alex like them as actors like get along so well you can see it in interviews um also just like ellen pompeo speaking out more in recent years about like what she prefers on a set and taking the lead on that for those who don't know ellen pompeo like essentially like did this was it what was the was it Vanity Fair? What was the magazine? I, I don't remember. It was one of those like big interviews. Uh, a big interview, and it was like got really recognized because she talked about how much money she currently made on Grey's Anatomy, but how she like got that much money because she was she was talking about like pay gaps between like men and women. Mm-hmm. And um and like was like you need to we need to like not shy away from talking about how much money we make. Like yeah. I make this money. But yeah, that, that was my own Pompeo thing. She's just a boss-ass bitch. I also, like, think seriously that she just, like, now runs Grey's Anatomy. Like, I feel like she just says who she wants to work with. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, put her in scenes. Like, you can tell she doesn't like an actor because they're not in scenes with her anymore. Nice. No, uh, she's awesome. We should probably talk about, like, Meredith as a character. Yeah. Meredith, it's wild seeing her in season one compared to where she is now. And one of the scenes that definitely sticks out to me the most is when she's talking to Christina and Christina is telling her, I mean, you'll probably know the words better than I do, but she's basically saying that like, what, that she's the son, he's not the son. She says Christina's last words to Meredith in season 10 when she's going to leave. Mm -hmm. She's like, because Meredith is like thinking about moving to Boston. Yeah, for Derek. Yeah, and then Christina, like, is about to leave after they do the 30-second dance party, and she, like, turns around, and she says, like, something, and then she says, he's not the son. You are. She's Mm -hmm. like, your world doesn't revolve around him. But that's a line that really sticks out to me the most, is because if you look at Meredith season one, when she is like in the process of falling in love like she's definitely very dedicated and she realizes that like she's there to learn like she's there to be an amazing doctor but so much of her focus is on Derek and like how that relationship can work I feel like Christina is there to like remind her time and time again that like she matters and like she can be her own person um and so that's something that definitely 
chopsticks out because another which is crazy because another line that everyone always I think I literally said this like two days ago is when Meredith's talking to Derek and she's like choose me pick me and it's like the fact that she even needs to tell two. him that in the first place Derek is like sucks. sorry if you sucks. go back and watch he's really awful in the beginning season oh he's so awful and like even just like comparing those two scenes, like the fact that Meredith even had to do that in the first place, the amount of times that she has to convince him to be with her and like to literally choose her is wild. He is such a terrible man. Okay, well, okay from the beginning of the show, Meredith A is like comes over so much adversity, like so much. Her dad like left her family and her mom was like awful to her. And mm-hmm. she like clearly has like major depression, like yeah, in the beginning and like is taking care of her mom and her mom doesn't want anyone to know that she has Alzheimer's. Like the fact that the fact that Meredith is even in like the like is an intern is like crazy to think that like mm-hmm. she overcame so much to get there. And then like you're right, like over the seasons, it's like she A will like loses so many people. Yeah. Obviously like we all hear hate Derek Derek, but Meredith loves him. Like when he dies, that's awful. Oh, and she yeah. becomes like a world renouncer and like she wins a heart for Avery. Going backtracking a little bit when we were talking about um kind of like women in the workplace and um i remember you were saying about like individuals calling things out like in work since that is obviously the main setting of the show is when they're working in the hospital going back to when izzy was on the show i know she's not a great character but i um, and am currently re-watching it and so back in like one of the first seasons um I think this is probably the first season, but Izzy comes from a background of like modeling. Um, When she first comes, like no one takes her seriously as like an intern because of her background in modeling. And like, there's one point where Alex like makes fun of her, like brings the magazine in. She, she like modeled because she comes from like a trailer park and like not from a lot of money. And she makes, made the money to get through med school. Yeah. So there's kind of the storyline yeah i mean it's a it's a very early on storyline but there's this storyline of just like her feeling like no one takes her seriously because she is very much so like this beautiful woman who's also obviously very smart those conversations obviously do have to happen of like these women feeling like they're not being taken seriously and like they have to do so much better than their male counterparts alex is like a huge part of that conversation because alex feels like everything's gonna get handed to him because he's a man and like he's hot and like oh my like yes. the epitome of it. Everyone is so many people are way privileged in that show, but yeah. he is like the epitome of like do you remember when Alex calls Meredith a nurse in one of the first episodes? Yeah, and she's like, How dare you? Like he is definitely the epitome the of like, like if the shoe fits. Like he says something oh. about and then she and then she does she diagnoses the character right and he's like uh and I'm like that's right Alex the show really is so focused on women I think because like at that time when you really think back to when Grey's Anatomy first came out all of like the successful television shows that had to do with the medical field were mainly focusing on men so when you go back to like um, when you go back to like ER and like your your gorgeous George Clooney doctor and like you go back to um, those shows that did represent the medical field, they were not 
very good representations yeah. of like women in those fields. Um, and I think that's probably definitely a question Chanda Rhimes was maybe asking herself when she created Grey's Anatomy because it is so focused on women. I mean, I would say like when it started, obviously like was a little more less about strong women. Like when the show started, like their advertisements would be like, oh steamy steamy, steamy romance like, martini, and then you poured the martini into like a cat a body cavity uh, yeah but like the, like it was like or like going to like zip down a dress and then or you'd mix the martini with like a scalpel like shit like that or like yeah. the tr- commercials recently there was an episode focusing on bailey specifically and her having a miscarriage um and yeah. Bailey herself just being like always from day one um, changed completely different is is the complete opposite of like Meredith's change. So like Meredith comes in as like this young, naive, like hardworking person. And Bailey is like this force to be reckoned with. Like no one can fuck with her. Like definitely trying to rise in the ranks as like this black woman in this hospital um and obviously like facing challenges um on the daily so she's like immediately like walls up and over the years it's like her and meredith really learn from each other because it's like bailey ends up being a lot more sensitive and a lot more in tune with like her emotions and a lot she learns a lot of that from meredith you know like um being more of like a sensitive individual and meredith learns how to be like a don't fuck with me female who like takes those notes from bailey um so that was something that we got to see recently with bailey going through something like that and having to like depend on the people around her a little bit more than she does i have heard bailey referred to as the um heartbeat of the show Mm, which i think is very accurate um as far as like dynamic characters go i think she's one of the it's like dynamic strong female characters like she takes the cake um Mm -hmm. even more than like christina or meredith like in season one she's like probably the strongest character definitely Um, when we talk about like characters calling out like injustices or like sexism honestly is like a big thing that they're calling out Mm -hmm. when she in has a when she uh like gets pregnant and then like everyone is kind of like you can't really like have a family and be a doctor and she's like well fuck that like I'm gonna do it anyways yeah like I think that that was like a a big plot line in the early I think it's like season one and season two and like that was such a thing she even references it in season five when she like wants she like is like figuring out what if she wants to do a fellowship with peds mm-hmm. and then she like says to the chief she's like what do you, you have a problem when like i had a baby you have a problem when i do like peds like i feel like every time i do something motherly like you have a problem with it um and so she like calls out things like that and um i do think that they like you were saying that they switched i do think that they like kind of they did that they did a <laughs> they did daily dirty i don't particularly think the way that her like ocd storyline works i'm sure people who have ocd might or like i don't have ocd so i want to like disclaim that Mm -hmm. but i feel like they really i don't know if they i've heard other people say that like how they depict it was kind of sus Mm. um and it and it was like came out of nowhere and then also kind of just went away yeah felt very like just like a kind of thrown in their plot point and then i thought i feel like she hasn't been like as strong since but that being said like she also was really strong in that she became eventually becomes the chief of the hospital yeah 
But then she steps down as chief because she's a heart attack. Oh my God. Wow. Crazy. Sorry. Yes. But the whole, the whole heart attack episode was also a huge episode because it is an entire, entire conversation about black women and how they're treated yeah. in the medical field. Um, how black women specifically are not believed when it comes to their symptoms, how, you know, they have a higher rate of um, mortality. Well, even just like heart attacks in general, the signs that like we're taught that like everyone mm-hmm. kind of knows mean a heart attack are like specifically with like males. Yeah. It's fuck, fuck shit. No, it, it seriously is. But that whole thing of like, I think Bailey is because she always is like, go, 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 go. But she succeeds at so much in her life. And I feel like realistically at that point in her life, she would realize that she needs a break. I don't think it's showing her. I think that falls into the whole like being dynamic thing is that yeah. like realistically you can't just be like going all the time and like never let go and like never um take a break she's but i mean that just means she's doing a lot she's raising a kid she is an amazing wife like she is a i got this whole time she gets, chief. she gets divorced and has a new husband <laughs> um also like talking about like bailey's miscarriage that happened in the last season yeah just like as a show, I think that Grey's Anatomy has done a good job of like portraying miscarriages and abortions, which like I feel like we don't talk about. I feel like are not normalized in our culture, and they're things that should be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like so many people get, uh, so many individuals have abortions, and so many individuals have miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard firsthand and like read different things about people who who've experienced one or the other, talking about how alone they feel. Um, so I think the fact like showing both on television is really, really important to have like that representation um, until they can become something that's more normalized to talk about. Amelia's character is someone that we haven't touched on yet. I have her on my list. <laughs> I love Amelia. I know you also love Amelia, but that woman goes through so much. Um, we have private practice. Like, how deep does your love for Amelia run? <laughs> I still haven't watched all of Private Practice yet. Um, I have watched a bit for of the it. audience. Pro- Sorry, I also we don't we Addison is a big person. We will pause and talk about her later. But um, one of the characters on Grey's Anatomy leaves the show and had a spinoff, which ran for seven seasons and has ended already. Um, and Amelia is Derek Shepard's sister and she's inter- she's a character on that show and then that show was off for two years and then she came to Grey's Anatomy which mind blows me because that means that actress like wasn't playing a character for two years and then she just was like I'll do it again on Grey's Anatomy but she's dynamic oh she's so dynamic um Amelia struggles with addiction and she struggles um with being a mother as well because in private practice she went through what was it she gave okay, so stillborn? basically in private practice she's like a drug addict the whole like yeah. it's like not sober she's like um also brain surgeon but she like has a lot of like drug problems um and she's like really a mess in private practice and then she's like gets sober and then she finds out because her fiance like died like overdoses in bed with her and 
she finds out she's pregnant like four months in and she'd been doing like all these really intense drugs. And so the baby's born without like a head. Uh, his brain doesn't fully develop. He has right. a head. And so she like continues with the pregnancy and then has the baby so that the baby's organs can be like donated essentially. But by the time she gets to Grey's Anatomy, like she's sober all of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she is. So it's like a very interesting... It's like a lot, big character arc, but I feel like you like, if you know the backstory, because so then her character had a baby this season. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you understand like everything she went through in the past to now when she like has like a healthy baby, but she's obviously like, has a lot of feelings about it because of her son that passed away. Yeah. But when she first gets to Grey's Anatomy, um, you also see like the stigma that she deals with about like being a sober individual who is fully functioning and like in the workforce as a brain surgeon a lot of people doubt her capabilities but it's um really crazy seeing her also have to prove herself there's really just so many moments of the women in the show having to prove themselves and having to prove that they are able to do their job if not even better than like the men around them Um, oh yeah i feel like there's so much more like like amelia definitely gets like like flack for being a sober addict than than Richard does for getting sober. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's that comparison between that because like the first episode is so hard to watch when she's there because she feels so embarrassed because I think someone runs into her in the hospital who like knows her and they see her and they're like, "Fuck!" Like, why is Amelia? They don't want to be your doctor. They're like yelling that she's an addict oh my god yes i remember i know what you're talking about and it's really sad to watch because she knows that she would never put anyone in harm's way like she has such a a crazy like in-depth past when it comes to um you know not being sober and so that's really hard to watch and like how that must feel for individuals who are an episode and i completely forget it's like a really high profile surgery (laughs) And she does it. And then the end of the episode, she's in a meeting and she's like, yes. And she's like, I'm so grateful that like, I got to be sober today to like participate in life and to like save this woman's life. And it's like a beautiful, beautiful scene. It is. Especially her just being like, I'm so happy I've had this character growth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. really just shows. I know. Yeah. I'm also trying to remember whose surgery that is, but it's, it I was. It was a big one. For some reason, I want to say it's like Catherine's, but Catherine, she wasn't on Catherine. So I'm like, it was a character surgery. Mm -hmm. It was. I think we need to circle back and talk about like motherhood. I feel like we touched Mm -hmm. upon a little bit with Bailey, but like also with Meredith, um, like that woman has three kids. Yes. And it's like in fucking charge of Lynn, like in the best, is one of the best surgeons ever and has literally three children that she takes care of. It shows a lot of the ways as a mother about how like you should never feel ashamed of also like needing help or asking for help when it comes to raising your kids. Like Grey's Anatomy, it literally takes a village and like it really so, like, shows that. When Willis a baby, she gets like passed around. Yeah. Like, and it's she's like, just, like staying with everyone. There's really just like no shame in that whatsoever because her sisters help her raise her kids. Like, let's talk about sisters. <laughs> sisters. You said that. You said, I'm going to just slip this right in. Um, okay, sisters. They're so important. Oh, you know, I have like a list of names, right? And I have two circled, and one of them's Amelia, and one of them is Lexi. So let's go. Let's go. 
they started really early on with Christina Meredith, this idea of like twisted sister. Yeah. The twisted sisters, they're like the, they're all dark and twisty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like they then really take this sister thing and they just fucking run with it. Like yeah, real they um, and so in the earlier seasons, Meredith, I'm explaining it to the audience. In the earlier seasons, at the end of season four, Meredith, like you find out that Meredith has, well, earlier on, you find out that Meredith like has sisters, yeah, like half sisters for her dad who abandoned her. But then at the end of season four, one of the like sisters is at the hospital and you find out that um, the beautiful and smart Lexi Gray is going to be a character on Grey's Anatomy. Our IP, Lexi Gray, worst death ever on Grey's Anatomy. Truly. I was fire. It cried for like fucking days. Um, and and then that is like an awesome dynamic relationship because you remember like Meredith like hates Lexi in the beginning. Oh like, yeah. Really hate, really hates Lexi. And Lexi's just like is like how I says like puppy dog eyes. It just like tries to be like Meredith's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like Lexi as a character is like great so smart she's like one of the smartest uh, doctors on the show mm-hmm. i don't know it's re- their relationship even just over season five is so interesting like there's one episode where meredith is like i don't want to know like she like says like i don't want to know you like stop like asking me like about my personal life and, and then i guess to the point season six when lexi's like i know like when their dad needs a liver transplant and lexi's like i know he's not your dad but like i'm asking you she's like i'm asking you I'm asking you to do this for me. And then <laughs> so Meredith like gives her dad a liver for Lexi. And then it's like all the way up until like, sorry, then I, we'll continue. So then um, Lexi dates Mark and then Derek gets all like angry poo poo because he like killed someone. And, and Derek and Mark like fight. And then Lexi's with Meredith and she's like, I'm so sad. I'm not going to like be able to go to your wedding. And then Meredith's like, of course, Lexi, you're like, you're my sister. Like, you're in the wedding. And it's just like, you've grown so much. Like, Meredith never let anyone in, has never, like, had real family. And then, like, suddenly, like, she, like, loves Lexi. Like, okay, after the shooter episode when Meredith has a miscarriage and then she's, like, going to doctor's appointments and April knows what the doctor's appointments are. And Lexi's like, what the fuck, Meredith? Like, I'm upset. Like, why do you tell April these things? Like, I've been so mean to her all day. Like, why wouldn't you talk to me? Like, I feel like I'm going crazy. And then Meredith, like, confides in her. Um, So Shonda Rhimes explores the idea of sisters in a lot of ways because, like you said, it starts off with, like, Christina and Meredith, like, obviously not being related. But, like, they rely on each other so much that they are family to each other and they do have that sisterly bond. And then Lexi coming in, who is actually related to Meredith. And then it goes into this whole thing with, like, when Amelia gets there, like, She's technically not related to Meredith, but um, like the love that she has for Derek just like brings them together and they're just like, we are sisters no matter what. Um, And then and then, like you said, Grey's Anatomy just like really runs with it. And then we got Maggie coming in. She's also a sister to Meredith. Okay, so Grey's Anatomy was like we took Lexi from you. Here's what we're going to give you back. And they gave us fucking Maggie. Um, Maggie is like, you find out that Meredith's mom had um, a baby with the chief who's been a character this whole time. This is like season 10, right? When you find this out. Yeah. Far off. Really. Um, And 
now sorry now the baby is an adult woman and she is the new she, she also maggie's also there to replace the christina which is also fucked up she's christina's yeah. replacement i was like Mm-mm. um and maggie is that like meredith's half sister who was given up for adoption who then also becomes part of this like sister gang that they refer to themselves as the sister gang don't they it's like amelia meredith and maggie and they refer to yeah. themselves being sisters so Grey's anatomy is like has devolved into essentially like fan fiction reddit theory because it's been yeah. on so long um and uh recently one of the characters left the show abruptly that there is tea behind there and i need to know the tea and so one of the like the female character joe that we talked about before that we really like um who is super dynamic. She was like, starts off like with a backstory of like how she was like homeless, but also she like escaped from sexual assault. Um, and she recently like went through a whole like storyline of like having really bad depression. Um, her husband, Alex Karev leaves her for another woman named Izzy <laughs> and shown through letters and like uh, stock footage <laughs> is what I could only best say. That episode and was wild. That girl. Now she's going through that thing Meredith went through where she's like, I don't need sex. My job is fulfilling. I have this whole idea that I'm sure you know, you've been thinking about too, is that Joe is literally just Meredith reincarnated. So like, they're both general surgeons. I would be so happy if it got to a point where like, the show gets canceled and Joe gets a spinoff. Like I would fucking love live for that because- it just comes to a certain point where like Ellen Pompeo can't be acting forever. And I truly think Joe is like getting to that point where like, it's going to start being all about her. I think, especially now that Alex left. She wasn't a main, it's like, she snuck up on you. Like all she did. Someone is like a main character. I'm like, what happened? Yes, she did. Well, like Meredith was like this where it's like, Joe came in as like basically a love interest for Alex. Yeah. But like since she was on the show, they got together and then like were together the whole time. They never like broke up. And yeah. so it's now she's like finally single after all this time. And I'm like, okay, intriguing. Like, uh, let's see what how where we take this girl's character. Um, I think maybe now would be a good time to circle back to Addison. Sure. Okay, so Addison Montgomery is uh you see her introduced in the best way possible at the end of season one. She, um, like, walks in, and she's in this, like, crazy, like, fur coat. Like, they really want you to know she's, like, rich from, like, the, like, she lives in the brownstone in New York City. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Addison, like, walks up to Meredith, and she's like, you must be the woman who's sleeping with my husband. It's, it's such a good scene. Um, I cannot do it justice. But then, and so, like, you're kind of supposed to, I think, like, hate her. They're, like, kind of trying to position, like, woman against woman. But then Mm -hmm. she's, like, not mean to meredith in the way that like you like it they don't that we're used to seeing yeah Yeah. on television the way that we've like traditionally seen like women compete for the same man they very clearly from the beginning are like this is his mess like not mine and like they kind of just like leave it there and like really let derek um, also if you want to talk about abortion there's a whole scene where like Addison talks about she got an abortion with Mark's baby. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then she can't have kids. Oh, wait, sorry. On private practice, she gets really dynamic. <laughs> well, yeah, like <laughs> having her own show. She, like, basically was like, no, nah, I don't need a man to have a kid. And she like adopts a baby because she really wants yeah. a kid. She's badass. Fuck, you don't need a she man. Badass. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say about Arizona and Callie? 
Yeah, that was the last person I had noted. I uh, had a feeling. <laughs> IP Torres. Um, which was awesome because uh, Sarah Ramirez is a, a, like a identified bisexual actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her, she made her character bi. Or I, I'm sure there was a conversation about making her character bi. Um, and through the show, like what's really awesome is you see her like figure out that she's queer. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like coming in as a queer character. Honestly, uh, Callie, that's the one thing that I'm that's one of the storylines that I'm most excited to watch again because right now I'm only on season three. So she uh, is like still with George. Is she to George? Oh, weird. Yeah. That's so funny. Like, I think Callie I'm literally she Callie goes through a lot. Girl wears her underwear phase. Yeah. Then she goes through like gay like Arizona phase and then she's like after baby phase where she into like when she sucks Ar- sorry Arizona Callie I'd say is one of the characters they run into the ground also but, what is like Arizona's last storyline I don't even remember what do you mean Arizona Arizona stays longer than Callie does okay, so Callie Callie leaves first then Arizona stays Arizona's last episode is the same last episode as April, April, which is the weird wedding episode that doesn't even happen. And then April instead gets married and then they leave. April gets married to the guy she was. I'm really yeah. happy we're not talking about They're April. They're like, that we were all show. here for a wedding. Let's make it April's wedding instead. And then they both of two of like the amazing women characters leave, but there's many more to go around after they leave. So it's fine. I you don't like April. I know that some people probably really like her because she like represents like a good like a Christian character on a TV show. Yeah, that is really that is her main reason to exist. But the reason why I like April is because she was going to give up, and then she decided that she didn't want to give up, so she came back and. You're so amazing. You like look at all characters and all TV shows, and you're like they overcame so much. They did. She literally leaves. She's like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not good enough to be a doctor. Completely leaves, goes back to her hometown, works on the farm. And then doesn't someone convince her to come back or like, Owen Owen goes and gets her. Yes. Owen goes to get her and he's like, you can do this. And she's like, yes, I can. She goes to the army too. She's amazing. When Grayson Anthony does that stupid thing where like a year and a half passes after Derek dies in like two episodes. That's the reason why I get so confused about how many children Meredith has because so much time passes and she comes back and she's like, I have a baby now. And I'm like, what? How does this make sense? Talking about Meredith, she had one of her kids without even the man ever knowing. She had one of her kids without anyone knowing. She completely kept that shit secret from everybody. She had a secret baby. Grace Anatomy, I feel like we've been doing a lot of like, this person is so amazing and dynamic, but like... The, the storyline is ridiculous and sucks. In general, I would I say... Know. I don't know how to talk about the show without ripping it apart. It's the best part of watching the show now is that you get to yeah. be like... When Alex left and there was that episode... First of all, for episodes, they're just like, where is Alex? And then the episode that's like fully stock footage of Alex leaving and he gets back together with Izzy and Izzy has his kids. And then they really try to make it make sense by showing you clips of the first episode. I was like, A, I'm not impressed. B, actually, I was a little impressed. And C, like, I was like, okay, I see how you made it made sense. But see, if you have to show me a, like, random-ass stock footage, I'd rather not see it. Yeah. And also, like, D, 
um, if you have to show me clips of other episodes to make your storyline make sense and your storyline mm-hmm. act genuinely feels like a Reddit theory, I'm not impressed. But I think that's why um, people who like Grey's Anatomy are very specifically, I think, people who, speaking from the type of person I am, is like those that are into characters. So like I'm... I'm really, really, really interested in like the characters, not so much the plot lines. And I think that's something that Grey's Anatomy does well is that like their um, characters change so much over the seasons and like you really get to see a lot of intense character development. It's just sometimes the storylines are so ridiculous that you're just like, what am I even watching? But I mean, we are mainly focusing on the characters. No one watches Grey's Anatomy right now. Like, maybe this person's going to fucking listen. Let's find this podcast and come at you. Um, It's like no one watches Grey's Anatomy now who, like, hasn't been just invested for a while. Yeah. I don't want – I used to, like, cry all the time. But that's what I – Now I'm just like, I can't stop watching it. That's (laughs) what I was saying before, though, is, like, I'm not recommending this show to, like, new people. Like, oh, you have never seen an episode? Like, you should go back and watch 15 seasons. Like, no, I don't want to do that to anybody. But if people, like, stopped watching the show, I do recommend them. I'm like, you should go back and, like, continue watching. Like, you'll fall in love with Joe. Like, you'll fall in love with certain characters. And if I'm being honest, I don't have any other show to compare it to. This is the only show that I still watch that has been on TV for that long. I don't have like another show in my life that does the same thing. Um, So I think that's why it's hard to compare it. I don't know. It's such a, you're right. It's such a specific show. Like when people ask me what my favorite shows is, it like always has to get brought up. Yeah. How could I be so invested in this TV show and then not, like I used to watch like fan videos. Sorry, I'm really outing myself, which is actually a very exciting thing. I found out one of my good friends, who I hope listens to this, from college, used to make Lexi and Mark edits, and I used to watch Lexi and Mark edits. Like, iconic. Yeah. Well, we've been talking for a while, so I don't want to go too much longer. But um, I guess, do you want to just quickly say, like, why Grey's Anatomy stuck out to you as a dynamic show? Yeah. Um... I mean, I think we touched upon it. I think, like, behind the scenes, like, they have actively made the set a place where women feel safe. And they also, I think, at least from what I'm, like, seeing, that they do a good job of making in front of the camera diverse, but also behind the camera diverse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a lot of women in positions of power. And I think you can tell, like, now when you watch the show that it's a woman-run show. Yeah, uh, female-led show, and um, I think that overall, just Grey's Anatomy does an amazing job with what their who their audience is, and then the content that they're putting into their show. Uh, like from what we talked about, seeing characters who um, walk different paths of life than probably a lot of like the target audience. Yeah, uh, I think it does like a really good job of educating like middle America without necessarily being like, this is what we're going to teach you. But like, um, I know that's not necessarily like dynamic female characters, like with dynamic female characters, I obviously think like, I would say one of the biggest themes, which we brought up multiple different times in this episode were like, is sisterhood is female friendships. Um, and so it's like crazy because yeah, like 
I should probably say like, obviously it's like about women in the workplace. Like the main character is this woman who is um, like a doctor, but it's like, Oh, just like even taking that aside, you have like all these crazy, like female friendships, um, female, like sisterhood. Like it's all about like the main relationships in the show, I think consistently have been between women. Yeah. Um, I think even when Derek was around, like it was Meredith and Christina, you know, Meredith and her sisters. Um, Right yeah. now, I I also see that a lot with um, Meredith and Joe, like yeah. very much so. Um, they're definitely they have been getting a lot closer, but now with Alex leaving, I think Meredith sees it as like a really great opportunity to just like really be there for Joe and support her because they're both losing Alex. Um, yeah. Uh, and and like you said, um, women supporting women with like Meredith invites Joe to like do research with her. Like they're always making sure that like they're learning. Also like the women passing the baton to other women. So like Bailey, yeah. being, like the main general surgeon and then passing the baton on to Meredith and then Meredith mm-hmm. passes it on to Joe. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. A cool like pattern to see. I love when they have women teaching women, like again, like to read, like to go to circle back to like Teddy teaching Christina, like that dynamic. I loved so much. Like, of seeing them work together. Um, and I don't think you see like women mentoring other women in the workplace necessarily too much on TV. I mean, maybe you do, but not, I can't think of anything off the top of my head in the way that Grace Anatomy does it where, you know, there's that beautiful thing between, beautiful thing, um, between season, what is it? Season three and season, it's season one and season three when you see like Bailey doing like her, the rules at the beginning to her interns. And then you see like her interns, like, Christina and Meredith and even Izzy like mimicking what Bailey had taught them. Yeah. 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 Grey's Anatomy is a great show. It is. I think if anyone has the time, they should definitely watch it. We forgot. I can't believe we even fucking talked about Maggie. That's crazy. I was like going into this being like, maybe there will be some of these like characters that ran down that won't be a dynamic. Like you argued how Izzy is a dynamic character. (laughs) Yeah. I see it. Well, Connie, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about Grey's Anatomy. We talked about all of the women. Sorry. I'm we just, did. There's so many of them and we were just like listing them all. We, t- I'm glad that we were able to kind of just like label some uh, themes in general that like the show focuses on and going a little bit more in depth on like the character specifically. But, like, an analysis like I feel like we kind of didn't go in with, like our if this was gonna get graded I would say the teacher would be like um your intro paragraph is a bit rough but I can see your conclusion really tied together the themes oh for sure found throughout your analysis on Grey's Anatomy for sure um I do want to thank you again and um I hope you have a great day any last words um Jade you're my person <laughs> <laughs> you are my person.